Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let Let the the light light in. in. Hello, everybody, our listeners. Welcome back to the Wounded Healers podcast. Hi, Janessa. How are you doing? Hey, hey Amy. I am doing well. How good. are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Um, good. Yeah, everything's good. <laughs> yes. Oh, Amy and I have been catching up off of the recording just on life. And it honestly, I know we've said it before. But it feels very weird when we haven't seen each other in like a week. It feels yeah. like a mini lifetime. And it I'm really, like, tell me everything. <laughs> it really does. And it just, it's so, it's the weirdest thing having like a very close friend that you love so much, but that lives so far away from you. And also that like, I've only ever known you being far away from me. Cause you know, it's like sometimes you'll like have a childhood friend who will move. And then that that's like a different dynamic. But yeah, I want to, guys, like I want to know so much about Janessa's life all the time. But like <laughs> it just, like West Coast and like England is just so hard to find time to catch up when you like both work a nine to five. Like if I want to text her, it's like I text her in the middle of her night and we just can't get the flow going, you know? Because mm-hmm. we're just not there at the same time. It's the wor- It's the best, but the worst at the same time. Ugh. Agreed. And that's what makes this space so magical because we're like, the flow can go. (laughs) We are here. (laughs) We're making it happen. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't help that she always sends me pictures of her girls weekends in Palm Springs. (laughs) And I'm just here wading through mud. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm just sending sunshine, the possibility, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm figuring out how I can somehow become a doctor so that I can afford to live in California yes yes I, I have to figure out how does the sponsorship thing work how can we make that <laughs> and we can't happen even, we can't even get married babe because you're already married. damn it no <laughs> we've messed up <laughs> I'll just like, I'll you just gotta marry, go for I'll marry your brother I'll marry your perfect, brother perfect Mason you are betrothed you don't even know yet but you betrothal are betrothal to Mason <laughs> Uh, oh, I love it. Okay, no, we That's won't. Sorry, I'm not a predator, please. No, so. no, no. Just just jokes. Just two <laughs> just, friends who want to be closer yeah. and sisters, basically. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay, I have a fun hot or not for today, mm-hmm. which is very apt, very of the moment. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Are they hot or not? Oh, Okay, I am so glad you're asking this because I don't know shit and I'm very excited to just say the very little I know. So all I know <laughs> is Travis Kelsey is a football player yep. for the Kansas City Correct. Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. And I know that because the 49ers just lost to them in the Super Bowl. Big, sad, big, sad. Yes. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, that sucked. Um, wow. But... I also know that he's tall and has blue eyes. And that's literally all I know about Travis, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. And Tay-Tay is a, a queen. Yeah. And so I don't know 
I think I just don't know enough. Yeah. But I feel like she's better than Travis. Travis yeah. Kelsey. And I think his fandom grew because of her. Oh, no. That is a completely accurate. Um, you've read that completely accurately. Yeah. he The guy is punch, punching. I feel like, but the thing is, Ch- Taylor will never be equally matched mm. by, a, by a man. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but like, mm. the, I can't think of one man on earth that would be her equal. She's just mm-hmm. too iconic and successful and magical. Um, but yeah, so Travis, let me fill you in a little bit on their relationship history, Janessa. So mm-hmm. Travis um went to her show so it seems like travis has fancied her for a long time because like the swifties have like found interview footage of him from like 10 years ago talking about taylor so there's this whole fun thing going on about like the travis kelsey school of manifestation because he's like (laughs) continually (laughs) manifested and obviously like it seems so out of control that they would ever be together we're like damn yeah he actually can manifest but yeah so he went to her era's tour somewhere I think probably at the Arrowhead Stadium which is it's literally jokes that I know so much about (laughs) like I even know the name of their stadium never seen an NFL game in my life um but yeah so he went to her era's era's tour at at Arrowhead where um he plays Mm -hmm. um and he wanted so you know they have the friendship bracelets that they give like people that go to tra- um, yes. Taylor shows give out friendship bracelets to each other. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to meet her ahead of the show and give her a bracelet with his number on it. Oh, that's some, I, I oh my God, I feel like a grandma. That's some riz. I was about to say yeah. it, it feels wrong. <laughs> that all I'm going to say is that is some charisma for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, but he didn't get to because Taylor doesn't meet people before the show <gasps> because she rests her voice. Um, but it turns out he has a podcast with her brother, Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Taylor Swift has a podcast with his brother? No, sorry. Travis has a podcast oh, with his brother. Oh, I was like, I didn't know Taylor Swift no, has a podcast. <laughs> I feel like as I'm telling this, I'm going to constantly get their names mixed up because their Name names are the same. Um, but anyway, yeah, he said on the podcast, I wanted to meet her. And then I guess that got back to her. And I guess Taylor was like, give me some of that. <laughs> and oh my then gosh. next thing you know, they're stepping out wow. and going on dates. And then the next thing you know, she's changed the lyrics of Karma to Karma yes. is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. You caught, did you catch that one? I caught you that caught one. I saw that on the reels we, on Instagram. I just don't know which of these huge pop culture moments you've seen or not. <laughs> it's true. I, I, apparently I live under a cave. There's like some things I'm in tune with, like Janessa's nipple bras, scrolling, yeah, but exactly. then this and I'm like, no. Janessa's scrolling through reels and it's just like what new moon it is and like what's going on in the sky and like what non-toxic my brain cells are being destroyed by what Taylor Swift's doing um but yeah so anyway um they've been vibing and then obviously yeah they Mm -hmm. won the Super Bowl and there was a lot of footage of them at the Super Bowl after whatever um but that oh go on yeah I did see one reel that made me laugh though it was like Travis Kelsey with the um trophy and he's like FIFA FIFA Las Vegas and Taylor Swift's face just looks like oh my god yeah and that was honestly my favorite reel because I was just like yeah there's moments even when you love the person you're cringed by them just a little and that was one of them and you're like oh sorry girl yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> we all felt her ick. Um, yeah. We really did. But this is, that is a prime example of, I hate to say it, and I almost hope I'm going to be proven wrong, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is like a burn fast and like, you know, yeah. burn out fast. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. of course she's into it. Why wouldn't she be into it? He's like top of his game athlete. Mm-hmm. But then there's just things where I'm like, they're not, they're not going together. He's dressed like a, I mean, I don't even know how you would describe it, but in like, like he's just come off of a runway of like very strange men's fashion. And obviously Taylor (laughs) has worn the same thing since like 2008. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. when your, your look's so different, your, I don't know, your stories are so different, I don't know. I don't see it working. Sorry. Yeah. I think I think I think I'm right with you. I yeah. believe that another thing I've seen online that made me laugh is like when it's her and him walking and it's like Taylor Swift walking her new album. <laughs> and I just thought that was hilarious and so, it's such a low blow. I'm sorry, I know. But at the same time, I really don't think that will last either. Just like my gut is like, no. But yeah. you're right. I don't know if there's anyone in my mind who is a good match for Taylor Swift and like I I think she would have to be matched with someone who is powerful in their own right and yeah. creative that's the thing I think maybe is lacking in my own opinion and of course I don't know Travis Kelsey so maybe he's hella yeah. creative I mean he made a bracelet with his number I don't know <laughs> yeah so I could be wrong here but I think Taylor Swift will need someone who's creative and like yeah. really hones their skill yeah completely mm-hmm. and like intellectually I don't know again this is I feel like people are gonna come for us but like <laughs> this girl is so fucking smart okay like mm-hmm. and I'm just like is he is it gonna be like is she gonna be like explaining the meaning of words to him <laughs> probably there may be some of that I can already see it in my mind's eye yeah so. <laughs> I'm like is she gonna be challenged uh-huh. I don't know like she I felt might. it's like a, I feel like it's a lust not a love Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that, and I don't know much. So I'm. <laughs> so I think. Do you think it's hot this this um, relationship? I mean, I, I'm sure it's hot. <laughs> like I'm sure they're yep. having a hot time together. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I guess. I guess hot. Um, but yeah. maybe too hot that it's a detriment. Mm. I don't think I could say it any better. So I'm gonna say yeah. ditto, and yeah. I agree with Amy. Yep. Hundred yep. percent okay mm-hmm. wow well if you're still here you're not pissed at us thank yeah. you no I'm just kidding <laughs> the podcast. they're like what the <laughs> oh man but uh oh man so today's episode um Amy and I were kind of talking about this concept a little bit more this morning and you know we're all at different places of our lives and we understand that our listener is very in age and in region of where you live and the cultures that you're a part of mm. um, but something that is kind of a common area I think for everyone is friendships and um, it doesn't mean like um, an abundance or lack thereof we're not here to highlight that but we really want to focus specifically on as we get older how do we reassess friendships and make sure that they're still serving our highest self and the other person's highest self um, for what we need to be able to grow together? Um, it can be really detrimental to hold on to something, to be grasping for something that you both are no longer, mm. um, and just really holding each other back from growing into your best selves. So yeah. we wanted to talk about that today. 
yeah I think and it and that's a really nice way to look at it in terms of like sometimes you're just growing apart but then also mm-hmm. sometimes friendships can be really damaging to your yeah. physical and mental health um and yeah I think that's okay to like sometimes it's not even about like oh I'm going to lovingly we're going to consciously uncouple our friendship like sometimes mm-hmm. you can be like this is hurting me so I'm going to leave so we'll yes. touch on that as well for anyone who's in that situation oh, I love that I so one thing I wanted to start off with is this was told to me a long time ago when I was in high school and this came from my one of my mom's friends who I refer to as an aunt she's not technically my aunt but she mentioned to me one time that friendships are like contracts and I was like what and she was like yeah like a contract like and she gave the metaphor of a house almost like a lease like a contract you would agree with the landlord on and she said some friendships you're signing on to them and it's a month-to-month lease like you are just new you're figuring each other out seeing if you guys mesh well and you kind of come back to that month to month to figure out if that's still worth sustaining other friendships are year-long friendships where it just happens to be that you know you're both in the same place same time for a year or maybe two years and the friendship is strong but after that it kind of fizzles out Mm. you guys are no longer near each other as much and then there are the homes that you choose to buy and when you buy a home Sometimes you get a fantastic home and you have to put work into making it fantastic. You need to care about the interior, the exterior, and make it your own. Um, And that's really exciting. That means a friendship has gone through its own trials and tribulations to be able to be decorated and enjoyed. Um, Then there's the other circumstance where you do buy the home. And unfortunately, it was not the right home for you. And so at some point you have to part with that, even if you've put in a ton of work into that. Um, And I just love this metaphor because it takes a lot of the personal perspective out of it and it makes it very point blank for people um, to consider a relationship that way and a friendship especially. Mm. Um, And I know that might sound a little cold hearted to people, but sometimes when we're so emotionally drenched and wrapped around a friendship and we're in a weird part of it, it can be really hard to not look at it on that level so if you're able to like consider that metaphor and look at that situation Mm. um from afar that can actually help us gain different angles of perspective that we may have had Mm -hmm. yeah it's really hard to have perspective on your friendships because Mm -hmm. you get you can get so carried away within the relationship with a person or a group and i think i don't know it obviously comes back to like tribe mentality it must come back from like you know when we were like homo Mm -hmm. sapien and like we really felt the need to build groups and like groups were essential for survival um Mm -hmm. yeah I just feel like they're so emotionally friendships are so emotionally driven because of that like just being in it so much and like wanting to have friends (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's interesting too because I think that even when we're younger and even to Mm. now self-worth our own self-worth is really based off of you know how we see our value in the world and friendships can bring a lot to the table in how we feel valued Mm -hmm. because they're more intimate than the day-to-day people you're meeting and they make you feel 
sometimes seen or they have the potential to make you feel heard. And I think that's important that each person you're friends with will hopefully the idea is that you guys bring something to the table for each other Mm -hmm. and you can hold those spaces for each other. Um, When I was younger, I don't think that was a thing though. I mean, you're not really thinking like that, you know? I think you're (laughs) right, Amy. You are thinking more out of like a biological standpoint of belonging and having people's belonging. Yeah, like I feel like that's where the start of all friendships come from. It's like, if you think about (laughs) school, it is purely about like survival. (laughs) Mm-hmm. of school and like yeah. if you think about how um you know your your status is perceived as important at school or you perceive it to be important um mm-hmm. yeah how you're like hanging on to those friendships for dear life even if yeah. like I feel like you see it in American high school films you know there's like that one mm-hmm. friend that just gets treated like shit but they're like so scared to- well mean girls Karen yeah. and um, Gretchen like mm-hmm. Regina literally treats them horribly but they fall at her feet um, yeah and I feel like totally. that's obviously like a hyper a hyped up version of what happens in real life but yeah I feel like that's like this where the start of some like negative codependency can come from and that mm-hmm. yeah not knowing who you are not building yourself up yeah, and that can be really hard to recognize and identify when we're younger yeah. and we're in school. We just don't have – our world is not broadened. We are still in the world of going to school, going home, going shopping. We haven't seen as much <laughs> as we're going to see. Like a, when you're a teenager, life is like a sitcom and it's like the set of Aww. school, the set of the mall, <laughs> the set of your bedroom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never thought of it that way. That's yeah. so true, though. Yeah. yeah. Those are like the different sets that are available, and then it becomes like a, a movie once you're an adult. And yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, there's so much yeah. here. <laughs> you're like on location. <laughs> yep. Like here. But yeah, no, Sorry. I think that while it's hard to tell that when we're younger, like when we become adults, it's not necessarily hard to tell when a friendship's no longer mm-hmm. um, of service to either person, but it becomes harder to end friendships. Yeah. It really does. And um, mostly because I, I think from my perspective that when I was younger, it was easy to create some form of anger or some kind of drama around why a friendship wouldn't work out. Like in middle yeah. school, I, I would, you know, make it really dramatic when I was breaking off friendships and not that I was doing it often at all. But when I did, it felt easier to do it out of a place of frustration and anger or um drama Mm -hmm. than out of a place of reason and Mm -hmm. sometimes that is still what needs to happen in the real world I'm not just um dissing that experience at all and sometimes it's very valid as an adult you may go through some serious trauma with a friend and be like you need to get out of here um but I have noticed for myself that as an adult now it's hard for me to break off certain friendships because I've known them for a long time and they are really good people they're decent people but we just don't it's like stagnant like Mm -hmm. for years and I'm like okay what are we doing here you know (laughs) like (laughs) is this friendship still serving you is it still serving me and what does that even mean to us anymore um Mm. and I think that for me I know that personally 
my friendship's not serving me anymore when I don't feel like I can be myself around that person where I feel like I have to show up as a past version mm. of when I met that person so I almost have to regress um, when I see them and when I'm with friends that I've made you know in other circumstances I feel fully myself and yeah. I don't have to kind of hide these aspects mm. um yeah I think for me that's been like a huge eye-opener nice yeah so how do you how do you break up with a friend yeah it is really hard and (laughs) I want to say just like I am not an expert at it at all and it's actually cathartic to talk about it because I believed in the past that I was kind of breaking off friendships in a really amicable I can never say that word amicable way um but it turned out that the way I did it totally flustered and triggered the other person Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can't sometimes you have to do what's right for you Mm -hmm. and and you have to just you know go with it and do the best you can at that time so I want to say I'm not an expert I have tried what I'm saying and it has been received well by some and by others it's just not um but one of the ways I would do this is to make communication with that person and if you're able to do it in person I would much rather that personally um and meaning and that's hard and I know that's hard and you need to pick a good setting like you need to pick somewhere kind of calm and you know and just just be honest just first instead of just cutting things off right away say hey like I am so grateful for the years of friendship we've had I'm kind of at this place in my life right now and I've kind of noticed that sometimes I'm worried about showing you these new aspects of myself because when we met I wasn't interested in this or we weren't interested in that yeah and you can just say you know I I'm getting to a place in my life where my energy is really finite and Mm -hmm. I am wanting to refine you know how I'm spending my energy and i want to see if you know if you're feeling like this friendship has run its course I think it's okay to ask people that I think that you have to be ready for people who are not ready for that Mm. and don't know how to respond in the moment and that's okay Uh, but I think opening that up because sometimes and I've had it happen before where the other person is like oh thank god like I have just been holding on to this because I do love you as a person you're a great person but I just I'm so sorry I feel drained after we hang out and And that's another thing is like, are you feeling drained after you hang out with these people? Do you feel like you need to take a nap? Are you exhausted? Because that is okay to a certain extent, but the friendships that fill your cup where you feel Mm -hmm. energized, enthusiastic, and inspired, those are the ones where as you get older, your energy will become very finite and you will start to really appreciate the people who build up your social emotional and spiritual battery yeah oh my god I can't so I have never broken up with a friend oh really oh my god <laughs> no, but you know I cannot have conversations with people so I have mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like ghosted friends mm-hmm. which is probably much worse but one thing one scenario that I find is when you've been in a relationship and you you get mm-hmm. fr- you become friends with their friends mm-hmm. and then you're not with that person anymore and so naturally you're not going to hang out with the group anymore and you also don't yeah. want to be like reminded of your ex all the time when you 
meet up with those friends you know mm-hmm. um but it's just like how do you I don't know and so in that scenario Janessa would you message them and be like I can't be friends with you anymore because I don't mm-hmm. want to have ties to my ex yeah or another thing is like that's that's huge and actually I've never been in that situation before actually I was but those friends I wasn't close with so it was easy yeah. for me to kind of I did ghost those people I was yeah. like I do not know you well enough <laughs> um, but I think in those circumstances and again I can say what I think I would do and if I got there I can't guarantee you I would do what I'm about to say (laughs) but um (laughs) if I were in like a good state of mind and I was like in my place and like felt comfortable in that moment I might even reach out to those friends and be like hey you know as as I'm sure you know so in you know me and this person are no longer together and I just want to say that like meeting you through them was really a gift like I've always felt like a connection to you all and I understand that things may feel weird right now um and personally I'd like to kind of let go of that person in my life fully but um I'm kind of struggling because these friendships mean a lot to me and I wanted to know if you guys are willing to build like a new friendship together and not that you would have to not know this other person but maybe we can get tea sometime and actually get to know each other as we are now I'd like to see if there's like anything still there um I think that could be good and again I said that really easily because I'm not under stress but if I were (laughs) under stress it might not come out as good so so yeah um no but I feel like that's being nice because you're like there might still be something here but what if like Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing for you oh if you know there's nothing for you then you just one if it feels right for you to ghost I do think there is a time and a place for that yeah um especially if you know the people you're going to be talking to will not receive you well yeah you have to kind of protect your peace you know yeah and also I suppose it depends if you know the person that you are ghosting if you know Mm -hmm. they'll be like um she's ghosting me and I get it and like yeah. not take offense to the fact that you're ghosting them like if they'll yeah. understand your actions then it also is okay to ghost it's making mm-hmm. myself feel better about ghosting no I mean there's <laughs> a time and a place for ghosting for sure but if you were going to like address them I think yeah. you could send that like hey you know now that me and this person are lo- no longer together I'm working on you know I'm working on myself and kind of figuring out what I like right now. And I just want to say thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, kind of disengaged for now while I find who I am and reestablish myself. And I think that again, you can say something so as neutral as you think possible, but we can never know like how the other party is going to respond. And that's not really to make us fearful. It just is a reminder that we have to speak our truth in whatever way that is. Even if that's ghosting, that is your truth. Silence is loud, you know, and it's just, I think we just have to speak our truth and however it's interpreted, you're not responsible for the other person's interpretation of your words. If you are being honest and as clear as you can be, that's all you can do. That's the best you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's my, that's good advice. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. I love that. Silence is loud. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Sometimes it is the loudest. Yeah. It's powerful. It really is. Um, I did see a quote that I wanted to share with you all. I sent it to Amy earlier. I saw this on Pinterest and it had me thinking a lot on this topic. It says a person can have 
good qualities and still be toxic for you. And so when we're talking about friendships mm-hmm. that are a little bit more um, clear that they're no, not serving you and you're actually mentally and physically not feeling well after being mm-hmm. around someone, um, it can be really hard when if you are in a friend group or you're friends with individuals who are friends with that person, it can be hard when everyone else sees them for the good qualities they have, which is yeah. good. We want people to be viewed for the gifts that they bring but just because someone does have really good qualities does not mean you owe them your time your energy and your emotions Um, your relationship to yourself your friendship to yourself is way more important than how other people are going to perceive you Mm -hmm. and even if it means kind of dropping a friendship that other people would view as very valuable um, as long as you're doing that for your own reasons I don't think you could be wrong in that like you if you're putting yourself first and not out of a place of selfishness not out of a place of ego but just first I think that's important yeah I mean, do you think there's always uh, like a responsibility to like call your friends out on their behavior before you walk away from it mm, good question I did not believe that was a part of what I wanted to do in the past. In college, I did not call people out, mostly because I was very non-confrontational and I was super people-pleasing. So I'd rather just be like, hey, it's just not working for me. And sometimes I'd put the blame on myself. But Mm. as I'm growing older, it's the first time in my life where I am comfortable calling people out. And, And not in a mean way, just being like hey this really hurt me (laughs) this action hurt me and what I'm learning is that I've had people say that to me and when someone says this action really hurt me the worst thing I've found that I could do is be like um you know sorry that uh you feel that way or sorry that you felt that was the case and why I think that is because while we're not responsible for their emotions if it's something that genuinely like we could have done better on you can say hey this is so valid and you know I apologize that my actions you know Mm. created this reaction within you and Mm. if you want to continue the friendship you can you can ask the other person like if this situation were to come up again how would you like us to address this like Mm. how would you like us to address this together Um, I think that's like a very honest and open, caring way. But if it's a friendship ending moment, then I think just end it as best you can. And if you have the ability to be compassionate about how they're feeling, be that. But then say, you know, I understand you need that this is not right for you right now. And if you are open to maybe reconnecting with that person, you can even put in like when you feel like if if you ever feel you'd like to get back in touch please let me know and we can see like maybe if we can mend something together mm. and I think that that's one way of keeping a bridge open but not accessible it's just like okay it's here we haven't burned it completely yeah. but also we're not going to be using it um mm. so yeah those are rare circumstances for me though I don't usually leave the bridge accessible <laughs> so I'm like, no, nah, it's done, it's done. But uh, we'll build a new one if we have to. But okay, one, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've I've gotten better at 
calling people out. Um, and I think to answer your question directly, it's important if the friendship is important to you or if you want to make it revived or somehow better, then it's important that we come to each other with compassion and with honesty and say, you know, hey, <laughs> this really hurt my feelings when you did this. Or, I, you know, the way you treated that waitress really didn't settle well for me and I just needed to talk to you about it. Like, And the best way I've found to do that is usually when someone is being rude to others or even to you being like, hey, this actually really hurt my feelings. And if you have the space to say this, I guarantee you it can help. Just be like, I know this isn't, you know, this isn't coming from your heart. Like, what's going on? Like, where are you hurting? Like, and so I think that that saying, like, hurt people hurt people is big. And I think when you have a friendship with someone, sometimes people can take things out on you because they know you're not going to go anywhere, right? You're my friend. You're my whatever. But Mm. that doesn't give them the permission to treat you like crap or to talk to you like crap. And if you feel that, you know, there's some way to come back from that, you can say, I know this isn't you. Like, and you can even yeah. put in the qualities you love about them. Like, I love that you're adventurous. I love that you're kind to people when we go out. And yeah. I've noticed that it's a little different lately. Like, what's going on? Yeah. That's, That's so powerful. And I think it's really nice that we have that responsibility with our friends to like Mm -hmm. notice that about them and call them out on it and Mm -hmm. I think that like you can make that responsibility like really a joy in your friendships as long Mm -hmm. as you don't start doing it all the time and everyone's like there's nothing wrong with me (laughs) maybe you just don't like me Amy (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) there's nothing wrong (laughs) Um, yeah but yeah I think that's really yeah I think that's a really nice role that we can play in each other's lives mm-hmm. definitely but yeah so that's that's one thing and also just to give like an example my friend um, Pfeiffer and I we've been friends since high school and back then um, when we first met I remember them saying your thong is showing during class and I was so embarrassed because I perceived everyone heard this and I was like oh my gosh like my butt's like hanging out like (laughs) my underwear and I was so self-conscious but in reality they didn't even say it that loud when I really think back but that interaction really messed with the way I saw them in high school and we became roommates in college and we are really good friends now excuse me and now it's funny we talked about this like five years ago and I was like, I just have to tell you, I know this is so dumb and I've held on to this since <laughs> high school, but there was one time in biology class when you're like, your thong's hanging out and it embarrassed me so much. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just like, I don't know, it just triggered me. And it was so, it was so nice to say that because I had held that in and while it was dumb and not meaningful anymore, um, they responded so kindly. They were like, I am so sorry I did that to you. And like, I'm sure it was really actually uncalled for. And mm-hmm. also I probably didn't mean for the class to hear it, but thank God we've moved past that. And like, I'm so glad you shared that. And Aww. now it's a joke with us. Now we yeah. joke around, like, we'll be like, your thong's hanging out, you know? <laughs> and, and so we've been able to recover that, but getting that out, you know, we've said it before. And actually, Amy, you said it recently in an episode is, when we hold on to these things that really hurt us, they are manifesting um, in illness. You're saying that when we keep in these emotions yeah. and that goes for friendships too. So 
you know, if you're able to address things that you feel are not quite right in your friendships, mm. you actually may be releasing um, a lot of what could have been stagnant within you. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And I think it is when you let someone know at the, like, so say someone's actions are bothering you. When you like let them know at the point of when it's first happening, rather than you've built up loads of mm-hmm. resentment, it is recoverable. But I yeah. think after a ton of resentment has built up, that is no longer recoverable. Mm-hmm. Like you can almost leave it too long to, of yeah. building up resentment against someone to the point where you lose something valuable to you all because you haven't addressed it with mm-hmm. them yeah and that you know that leads to a lot of regret mm-hmm. it can yeah 100 percent. and <clears throat> i think resentment stems a lot of the time from anger of a situation yeah. of how we were treated and what i've loved hearing lately is that anger is a red flag for us of when our boundaries have been overstepped Ooh. and maybe those are boundaries we're not even aware of yet yeah so so listen yeah. yeah listen to those those pings of anger those pings of frustration in your friendships and maybe consider journaling a little bit about this if you're not able to address it in that moment like yeah. if the setting's not right um <clears throat> journal about where those boundaries were overstepped or what you think those boundaries were so um yeah, I think that can only be helpful for when you talk to that person. Um, mm. And also, if people do not, if you haven't made your boundaries clear, sometimes it's hard for people to know where they are and they can unintentionally step over them. Yeah. So when we address people, we are actually yeah. stating where our boundaries are. Yeah. And I and people can't read your mind mm-hmm. as well as much as like you think they should be able to. So, yeah, exactly like you just said, mm-hmm. making sure you make sure people know when they've hurt you, when they've overstepped your boundaries, even though it is the hardest thing to say. And it's very rich for me to sit here being like, you should tell people because I don't tell people anything. As we stated at the beginning of this episode, I can't even <laughs> tell people, but I don't want to be friends with them because they're friends with my ex-boyfriend, you know, so I, I am absolutely not practicing what I preach here. Um, but yeah, you really owe it to other people to be honest about how you feel Mm -hmm. because yeah you can't put the responsibility on them of being able to read your subtext yeah yeah 100% and um yeah it it can be excuse me my throat it can be hard to like I can be hard to lose these friendships you know like it can be hard to let go of ones that are not serving either of you anymore Mm. but when we release things that no longer serve us together or are no longer what was right for that time or who we've become, we open up more space and opportunity for the people who we want to receive our love yeah. and give our love to as friends. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that for every friendship that hasn't worked out and I've authentically been like, this isn't this isn't the friendship I need right now anymore or that we need right now and we've tried rekindling this, it's just not quite going whenever I've given those up within the next year or two I've made a friend who has become almost like a soul sister on Mm -hmm. on a level that I needed to be loved and and love someone on yeah yeah Mm. 
yeah so talking about that is really making me think of when I was first diagnosed with RA and I met this new person in my life and we became really close friends we still are to this day and she was just like such a breath of fresh air like yeah and like so different to other friends that I'd had in the past and absolutely like came to me when I needed her and helped me I mean at times our friendship was also quite jarring because she was very she knew a lot about like holistic health stuff and at the time I was just my like unevolved 23 year old self who like you know smoked loads of cigarettes and didn't even know what a Mediterranean diet was um (laughs) so I was like really starting from the bottom you know and there were definitely times like she and I have discussed it before where um I was like you know deep in an RA flare and she was just like you should do an alkaline diet (laughs) I like you know like that kind of stuff when you're first diagnosed you don't want to hear that kind of stuff um but like on reflection she has added just an astronomical amount of value to my life um and yeah that just makes me think about um how much you need to manage your friendships more when you have a chronic illness or something of the sort totally yeah and that's like you know we were talking about that I think even on previous episodes like we recognize that when you have a chronic illness a lot of your energy is going into healing going into repairing yourself and like it can be really hard to expend energy that you don't actually have Um, and when you do that you're kind of burning yourself um, you're burning the wick at both ends essentially and it will just kind of come back in inflammation or in in some other way for us so like those friendships I 100% agree the friendships that you have especially when you're chronically ill you need to make sure that they are you know what you need in your life right then because energy is so precious and it's so easy to give energy to things that don't matter. Um, but the hidden blessing, I think, is that you're right. Our bodies like are a signal, are a sign. And they will let us know <laughs> when we've gone too far. And unfortunately, that's, that doesn't feel good. I think another uh-huh, interesting thing is that... So speaking of, you know, we wanted to focus on like how do you let go of friendships. But another kind of aspect of letting go of friendships is recognizing and making space for the ones we want to come in and something that I really appreciate is like journaling and you know manifesting is very real in my opinion and in my experiences and I think that if you put intention into the type of friendships you're looking for if you, you know, write about what are the qualities, like, you know, how would they show reassurance, you know, what activities would you do together and just offer that up to the universe or God or whomever you see as like a higher purpose. Um, when you offer that up, I really believe that the world will conspire to make that work for you. And so if you're able to be intentional about the friends you want to call in, I'd say go for it. Yeah, fun. You can do a little, yeah, a little bullet point list of all the things you're looking for in a friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is sometimes doing a lot of things alone can get hard. Like I'm quite a solitary person almost. Like a lot of my Mm -hmm. learning I do on my own for sure. And um, 
yeah I think it would be really valuable to have someone in my life that I learn things with like along the lines of health and stuff like that so maybe I'll manifest a friend like that yes yeah I, I swear I swear by it and actually I think Amy I don't know if you've said it before on the podcast but Amy has you know worked on manifesting and manifested an amazing partner like yeah. my gosh manifested yeah. a whole boyfriend whole amazing <laughs> boyfriend amazing um yeah, yeah I honestly I honestly did yeah I did do that um but I kind of think that's I mean I was gonna say I kind of think that's different because like I was mm-hmm. giving I don't know I think it's really hard to like give the amount of attention you need to to friendships I think like with like a a partner you can be so highly focused on that because you're like Mm -hmm. my whole world is going to be built around this person whereas Mm -hmm. like yeah it's kind of harder to do that with friends because you're giving like a little bit of yourself when you see them but it's yeah and that's not that's not to say that like you can't manifest but it's just yeah I feel like I was really hyper focused on finding a boyfriend oh, I love that yeah. I love that though but yeah no I think that it's interesting too because what you're saying is another really good point to bring up with yourself when it comes to friendships is if you are someone who really navigates well kind of more solitary and you actually enjoy yourself that way then that's okay too because the other thing too is that we don't want to force yeah. friendships we don't want to feel like we have to have a bunch of friends that's also something that I remember being huge when I was little is like how many friends do you have how many people are coming to your birthday and my my circle these days personally is really small and it probably will mm. get smaller you know as I go through life yeah. but the kind of blessing there is that the friendships that I used to kind of go outwardly for when I was younger I'm starting to fulfill some of those parts that I thought only someone else could fulfill for myself and so yeah you do feel more fulfilled and yeah when you feel more fulfilled the the little friendships you may have while they're little they're mighty and they're strong and kind and loving yeah so yeah completely um just that's just made me think of another thing around do not like get yourself in I don't know this is literally so left field but um do not let yourself like become financially like hard done by because of the stuff your friends want to get up to like just want to flag that because I feel like I see that all the time people doing the most outrageous stuff with and for their friends and I think you need to be able to have really open conversations with your friends about like I'm yeah I don't want to be committing this much money to this thing mm-hmm. or something um yeah yeah no that's really really real part of yeah. being an adult is like and that that is really good because that's the boundaries again that you were just saying is you recognize kind of where you're at even financially and um is it within your realm to be able to go out and afford this trip to vegas or you know or are you gonna have to sit this one out and then there comes that weird ass feeling of fomo like that's so real um and for those circumstances i'd agree you kind of have to just be real with yourself and be like um i can't afford this right now and sometimes you just gotta miss some trips yeah and that's 
how it is. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I've had to do that a few times. There's actually a trip coming up this coming weekend um, with a friend group of mine who's going to Tahoe, but I just did Palm Springs and yeah. went to Nevada for my grandma's memorial and made that into a trip. So I was like, all right. I'm going to have to sit this one out because <laughs> your girl's tapped out. We, yeah. can't, we can't keep living like this. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, no, that's a really good point. There's so many aspects to friendship. And I, I think that, you know, as we get older and our friendships become more intimate and small and not as, like, widespread necessarily, that – you know, you'll start to be able to have those honest conversations and be like, hey, money's a little tight right now. Can't make it to this trip. Love you guys. And you'll know that like they're your friends and they're going to come back and they're going to probably tell you about some cool memories and that's cool, but you'll have other opportunities to make those memories with them as well. Yeah. This, yeah. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's just such a hard thing to navigate. I feel like also like if you have good friends, don't mm-hmm. ask them to be your bridesmaids. <laughs> Keep that friendship free of your wedding. What? Wait, wait, elaborate. <laughs> All my good friends because were my they, bridesmaids. <laughs> because I, oh, God. I know, and if it worked out for you, that's great. I just feel like there's so much like resentment and bullshit builds up oh. around weddings. Oh, that like, I'm just like, don't make your friends work for you. <laughs> Yes. You know, it's like, will you be my maid of honor and then do all of this shit and spend all of this money? Yeah. I'm no, like- 100%. I agree with you, actually. And I, okay, I have to tell you this. This is like, wow. So my friends who are in my wedding party. So Zach and I, when we decided to get married, because when we were in college, we actually personally were like, we're never going to get married. We don't believe in marriage. We'll be life partners. And then we were like, all right, we believe. Our, our, our beliefs changed. <laughs> and we're like, all right, let's do it. Um, But when we decided to have our wedding, I remember Zach and I sat down together, um, and this is when we were just starting to budget, like, how much are we going to put into this? And we looked at each other, and Zach said, I want us to get married where we want to be married, but I also don't want us to spend, like, a large portion of our savings on one day, even though it's Mm -hmm. the most, quote, special day. And Mm -hmm. we broke that down together, and we're like, yeah, society is saying this is the most special day, right? And... I don't know. We didn't really subscribe to that. We're like, it's a special day, but we're going to have many more special days in our life. And so like, how do we make this the least stressful? And Zach and I agreed that like a wedding, it shouldn't be stressful. It just shouldn't. And so we actually had, I, I had a very unstressful wedding. I had a little stress the day of the wedding because I was like, holy shit, I'm getting married. Um, (laughs) But honestly, we went to a few venues. We picked the one that felt right we kind of we realistically budgeted and asked our families for help when we needed it on certain things and then when it came to bridesmaids and groomsmen we decided one thing that bothered us is that when you're a bridesmaid or a groomman sometimes you spend hundreds of dollars on dresses or taxes for one wedding that you're never going to wear again so we were like that's the dumbest thing so for my bridesmaids I said wear whatever you want as long as it's within this color realm. And I gave them um, like a breakdown of sage greens. I said, you can wear whatever you want. And so I do have um, a friend who's trans who uh, decided to wear a suit in teal and that was so beautiful on them. And I um, have a bunch of other friends who are 
very much like different like in the way they dress so we just had a variety of outfits in the same color and colors and then the guys there's a really good cheap website where it was like you could rent a tux for like very very little so we found that the bridal shower I loved my bridal shower so much. You guys, all it was is it was at a family friend's house up in the hills. They gave it to us for the weekend, and it was planned by my whole bridal shower party, and they decorated everything by hand. They, like, made the decorations. They made the dinner by hand. Like, we went out and shopped and made dinner together, and it was so special. It was, like, being taken care of, and the best part was, like, no one like felt depleted by having to spend a ton of money and so I agree with you I think for traditional weddings like those are so stressful and especially ones you have to travel like like if someone's doing a destination wedding in Mexico and it's not even where they're from it's like (laughs) we're all just going to Mexico and you're like why um so those are beautiful but yeah I can totally see how that would get stressful but I do have to say there are ways around it and it just depends on what you and your spouse want but I'm so happy that my wedding did not tear my friendships apart and it absolutely was so fun it was Shrek themed my bridal shower (laughs) of course (laughs) and so yeah it was very very fun very very funny and um I, I can't talk more highly about it. That's, yeah. No, that sounds so wholesome. And I'm sh- and I'm sure your bridesmaids loved putting that together for you. And like, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I can absolutely imagine they would. It sounds like you guys like did it right. Yeah. It was really um, fun. Yeah. So sweet. So sweet. So yeah. I yeah. feel like I've just seen, maybe I just see like all the articles in like women's magazines about how bad it is. But you know, it's like they you're like we've been made of honor and then that made of honor has to organize a whole like weekend away with like 20 people that they don't even know which are like alongside mm-hmm. everything else and it's just yeah that's a lot of stress on one person it yeah. is isn't it yeah it's not... i didn't i didn't do a maid of honor on purpose you, yeah good yeah because the other thing too not. is it, it it can be I think some people can perceive that as like who is your favorite friend out of all your friends and truthfully I love all my friends and I could never pick like a favorite like they all have different things they bring to the table and like I was just like nope it's just a bridal party that's it so and the person who stood closest to me was my sister I made sure that was it yeah it's good if you have a sister that you can be like Mm -hmm. she goes first because she's my sister (laughs) yeah so yeah, we tried to keep it as neutral as possible, right. but That's it is good. true. Like I've seen Bridezilla shows, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, just yeah, seems uh, yeah, seems like a lot on everyone. It does. it does. Well, anyway, I think the you know bring it back in full circle. Like you will make it work with your friendships when you encounter you know tough things, and I I guess kind of what we're saying here is to not be afraid afraid to express your boundaries with the people you love and of course if you do that out of a place of just genuine you know just some genuine space of like you just need this in order to continue in through your friendship um, try to talk things through and I know it's easier said than done but like when we're in a place of anger and like fight or flight we're not usually saying things that will serve us or the person we're talking to so just step back if you need a little bit of time you can even tell someone I just need a little bit of time to yeah think about 
you know this and i will definitely touch base with you soon um and yeah just i think taking ownership of our friendships and recognizing what they bring to us is very important Mm. and this is not to say that if you're going through a rough time with your friends it's not to say just dump them right away (laughs) no way um do your best to resolve that um in whatever way that you need that to be done at this time yeah 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 it's all about communication and being honest with people and letting people know that you love and appreciate them above all else or at the same time as giving them constructive criticism oh i love that amy okay that is the best way we can end this episode right now if you have a friend who you can message on your I was about to say on your phone who am I anyway (laughs) if you have a best friend you can message send them a little appreciation it is so nice when you get a little text that's like just wanted to let you know I'm proud of you or like thank you so much I'm so glad you're in my life like I think that sprinkles the friendship with magic and Yeah. yeah so right now if you're listening think of that friend who you want to send some love to and yeah send them a little love send them a little something Mm -hmm. do it um yeah so you do that and then we'll see you again in two weeks time and until then remember to let the light in bye bye